New Zealand, how are you doing on this Friday? I'm Dominic George. This is Rex today. We're here until 12.30, courtesy of the team at NetSpeed coming up. We talk sport in just a moment, as we always do on a Friday with our man, Hamish Mackay. And then we're going to head across the ditch and catch up with Sydney life coach, former New Zealand farmer, Shane Bird. Of course, uh, the team at NetSpeed provide you fast, reliable, locally supported home phone and broadband packages available right throughout New Zealand. Rural and city areas alike, mobile homes, caravans, batches, you name it. Pretty much anywhere you can think of. 0800 638 is the number. You can get them online as well at netspeed.net.nz. All right, sport time here on the program. Hamish Mackay joins us. G'day, Hamish. How are you? I'm um, very well, thank you. Fighting fit ahead of the big weekend. Excellent. Good to hear it. Now, this is something that we tend to resist on a weekly basis, and that is talking about the Warriors, but I think it's time. Yes, well, there's not a lot of good comedy on mainstream television or anywhere at the moment, so it's good to have the Warriors provide it. Um, yeah, look, 700k payer is a, you know as it is uh, said to have been to that Matt Lodge. Who? Why did they sign him in the first place? Anyway, he comes with more, you know, more baggage than a Melda Marcos on an overseas tour. <laughs> um, to, you know, it's it's just you know ridiculous. I, I don't know why they ever did. And, and, you know, it's, it's just a comedy to think that the club owner thinks it's all right to go and have a few beers or whatever or drink in the pub. Why are you owning the team? You, you know, can you imagine the owner of West Ham United, um, you know, going down to some East End bar or whatever or having a few drinks with the Hammers? No, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, it seems to me like uh, you're owning the team for the right reasons. I mean, you're not owning it to make money, are you? Because you wouldn't be out of this lot, unfortunately. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just sort of goes on and on, really. Yeah, but it is. It is comedy. It really yeah. is, but it's always comedy yeah. when it comes to the Warriors, isn't it, oh, really? Look, it is. It is. And, you know, I'm going to say it, because nobody else in New Zealand media is prepared to say it. Um, bringing Sean Johnson back, you know, it's it's... it's it's a dud of a move. He wasn't wanted by his Australian club. He left the Warriors on very sour terms. Um, didn't set the world on fire for, across the Tasman as he, as he, you know, had always sort of threatened to do with the Warriors and um, was looking for a home, really. He really only had probably had the one option, and that was the Warriors. So why did we sort of go out there and say, oh, the prodigal son's returning. Oh, this could be the turning point for the Warriors. Nah, come on. The Warriors yeah. have had more turning points than uh, any club or franchise that I've that I've known, and none of them have none of them have turned. Yeah, I just go back to that first night uh, at nineteen ninety five at Mount Spart Stadium, and I, you know, I got on the old petrol budgie out of Palmerston North in those days, and I flew up there. There were farmers, accountants, you know, you know, car salesmen on this plane, you know. It was like the local radio station promotion go up. And it was a brilliant night, you know. I can see Dean Bell walking through those sort of, um, you know, the lantern things, you know, the flames and everything. You know, it's never really gone that well. I mean, obviously, the, the 19, uh, 19, uh, 2002 final, obviously, you know, we had the Aussie, you know, those few hard Aussies. And, but, um, you know, I'm sorry, but it just, it has really become comical. And, you know, oh just having to sit there and listen to Cameron George, the CEO, yesterday was 
it was embarrassing to be perfectly honest unfortunately yeah um, I I can only imagine what uh, you know Warriors fans are thinking I mean the thing is the irony is they've got such a die hard loyal following um, almost in the same vein as like an English football club you mentioned Hammers you know and uh, geez they haven't been well served have they that uh, no no, they haven't those supporters Um, to uh, cricket, Amy Satterthwaite. Um, now, the decision obviously has been made to uh, to ex her. Um, yeah, I've seen a little bit of fallout. Man. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of fallout of that. What do you make of uh, that story? Well, well, yeah, I think it's been pretty. I mean, it was led, led one of the network news last night. I'm pretty sure the sport. So a pretty big call. Certainly, the her fellow players have rallied around her. And but hey. What happened a few months ago? Do we sort of forget the World Cup? Yeah. Been there since 2007. There's a line being drawn in the sand here. Um, I'm sure that if, if they if you're not offered a contract and you still would pick, you'd be paid on a piecemeal basis. But, um, yeah, it certainly um, wound one or two. I don't think she saw it coming. Yeah, exactly. And that's just the harsh reality of sport, isn't it? You know, yeah. selection, you just can't include everybody. Some, uh, you know, everyone's time comes in the end. Um, and uh, the other thing to talk about, well, there's some good stuff going on overseas at the moment. Uh, Roland Garros, always love a bit of clay. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah. How would you go on the clay, Dom? How would you go? I've like, never, I've never you... played on clay. No. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I have no. I mean, probably exceedingly average, Hamish. To be honest, yeah, you would have been one of those kids that love to put your barter bullets on and shimmy your pipe. So I reckon you'd be quite <laughs> good on the just, just you know, plant your feet and slide. Across the yeah, clay that's right. Just launch into the big backhander. Yeah, I'd like do an big... ankle or a knee, guaranteed. But you know that's going to happen. Meniscus or you know, yeah, you, know, you, you would do something, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. But this youngster, um, Alcaraz, yeah. Yeah. how good he's making yeah, making yeah. waves, isn't he? Well, and, and he he came back from came back from the death in his latest game, and um, you know produced some shots to die for, shots for the ages, you know, and covers the ground like you wouldn't believe. Um, so he's good. He's young Alcaraz out of uh, the Spaniard, nineteen year old. Um, at the other end of the scale, not so good for uh, Emma Raducanu, who everybody loves after what the U.S. Open victory. Mm. Um, yeah, but uh, eliminated again. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, look, I guess the thing about the, the women's competition, it is pretty even right across the field. So, uh, Well, there's the no, yeah, no one's taken that there's no one who's making a, a run or a concerted, you know, like winning uh, consistent tournaments and things like that, is there at the moment? There's no real standout. There's sort of five or six there or thereabouts. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. There's no sort of Monica Salas, Martina Navratilova kind of run of, uh, of domination is there so yeah but she, uh, she's gone but I love, love a bit of role I just like oh, you know to be honest with you I know everybody thinks you know he's uh, golf's uh, tennis is equivalent to Phil Mickelson is, is Novak Djokovic uh, annoys a few and can come across as a bit of a dickhead but uh, beautiful tennis but I just love to see him playing Rafa in the final oh you know you'd be, be fantastic for, you know, oh you'd be up for that exactly Hey, um, yeah. the other thing that's going on at the moment, which is really uh, interesting, and particularly uh, in one of the series, is the NBA Finals at the moment. And uh, yeah. now there was a um, there was a uh, Mackay on Sport Facebook post from from way back in February. Do you just want to remind yes, people well, of what that, that was? That was at a stage where the see, so so the top top eight from the East and the top eight from the West qualify for the playoffs. At that stage, the Celtics had just snuck in to the top eight. 
And it was my prediction that I believe that they would go on and win, that they were good enough and coming into form at the right time to make uh, the NBA, make the playoffs in the East, at least make it to effectively the top four for the country. Well, they're one win away from being in the NBA final. Mm. Um, so, and they've been led by this guy, Jason Tatum. And it was always kind of like uh, they had Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown. They have, a, they have a really good roster. It was a matter of, uh, I think, in early in the season, they'd won about one out of three in their first 20 games or something. They weren't going well at all. But, um, yeah, so, you know, a little bit of uh, self-acknowledgement there. Um, yes, you know, uh, go and have a look at the Kyan Sports Facebook page. But, yeah, uh, yeah so, but I love a bit of the old NBA. Um, yeah, so, it's, you know, good time of the year to be, to be watching that. Did you and, uh, ever? Did you ever watch that winning time uh, show that I told you about about the Lakers? No, I haven't, and I must do that. It's another one of your marvelous recommendations. Yeah, you'll I'm love that. Do. You'll love just, just yeah. saying the Celtics just reminded me of that. You know, it was when yeah. uh, Magic uh, came in for the Lakers and uh, Larry Bird came in for the Celtics. It was their, oh, you know, their rookie yeah. years. Uh, good, good, really yeah. good stuff. Actually, yeah. did you see Steve Kerr, um, Golden State Warriors? Coach, um, on the, um, the 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 shooting in Texas, did you see his press conference? No, I, I didn't see that. No. Yeah, no. it's um, quite extraordinary, actually. Very, very emotional. Um, a two or three minutes where he just came in, sat down, and said, "Right, you know, there's basketball, um, mm. you know, and then there's this." Uh, and yeah. uh, I'm not talking about basketball today because who cares? And uh, you know, he went into. His opinion on uh, the latest shooting over in the United States. If you haven't had a look at it, I recommend you have a look at it. Just Google it. You'll find it somewhere. It's yeah. um, it's pretty emotional stuff. It's worth watching yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. to, the thing about Steve yep. Kerr, too, is that, you know, um, those that don't know, he witnessed his own dad being shot dead. And in, 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 uh, he was an uh, American um, foreign affairs person in Lebanon. Yeah. He, 19 years. I mean, he, he, you know. Yeah, you can imagine what it would do. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Yeah, so yeah. he was speaking from a yeah from a from a place of yeah. uh, of you know I guess experience as well. So um, yeah. it's quite chilling to watch actually. Um, now to uh, rugby this weekend. Um, what are the Blues doing? They've got uh, basically a B side yeah, well, running they out today. Fourteen changes. B side running out against Crikey. the War- uh, Waratahs tomorrow night. Um, look, they've qualified top of the table, and nothing will change. Um, I guess, you know, you're going against uh, Michael Hooper's mob and this is just a good learning opportunity. But, gee, you've got, you got the old veteran who's, you know, who's, who's put, you know, um, built up a good head of steam when he's played this year, Luke Romano leading, leading the side. But um, across the board, um, have you ever a midfield of Tua and Evans? I don't really know too much about them for the Blues. And the guy I quite like the look of, though, and... Um, I always, it's always a good sign for me, uh, Dom, when a guy is a handy cricketer. You yes. can bet your bottom boots they're a good footy player. Oh. That's Jock, Jock McKenzie at first 5'8", um, North Shore boy. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how he goes uh, for the Blues at number 10 in that game tomorrow night against the Waratahs. But the other side of the coin is I, I, you're, not, you, you're actually putting your B team out. You're not at your keep, so you're putting your A team on ice. So it's not like you're sort of diluting the A-team, and then losing the game unexpectedly um, and sort of breaking that winning mentality. I think it's a good move. I think you basically put your A-team um, out to pasture for a week and um, just doing slow work. And the, and the, and the, and the, then the, these guys like um, uh, Plumtree's son, John Plumtree's son, I yep. thought he played magnificently when he played one game at Blindside Flanker. He's in there. 
uh, on the bench, keep an eye on a guy called Taufa Funaki, who is the backup halfback. Um, yeah, across the board, the, the, there's just, you know, the, there's talent to burn and... Uh, yeah, I mean, if they go well, well, what a good sign for the Blues. Yeah, that's a great sign. The only the, the flip side of that is I always uh, think in the back of my mind, the thing is when you're in that situation, it can be a bit of a blessing and a curse at the same time because you want to keep up momentum and you Absolutely. also, um, I don't know, I just find with footy teams, teams in general, that, um, you know, you just keep keep working week after week after week, you know, the more yeah, miles grind, you get under the belt, grind, grind yeah. you know, the better it becomes and um, yeah. that's the danger but I mean, yeah. I can also see the reason why they would do something like this as well, so it's not, it's not you yeah. know it's a calculated move on the on, on the part of those coaches just finishing up on the um, the rugby there um, the, uh, Michael Hooper I just was thinking when uh, the high Islanders played last week. I was just thinking um, how he's still as sharp as ever, Michael Hooper. He's such a good player, um, and uh, I just was sort of thinking at the time, like, you know, when did this guy start? I mean, he seems like he's been around forever, and he's running yeah. around like a spring chicken. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna say this, right? So, the player he reminds me most of from New Zealand was Josh Confield, with the and Josh having the all-round game. Mm-hmm. You know that you know because he was a beautiful ball player, Josh, and runner with the ball in hand. I'm going to go as far as saying that yes, we all love Richie McCaw, but in George Smith and Michael Hooper, they've had two open sides. Um, you know, over the last 20 years, who are just as good. Whoo, Hamish McKay, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, as always, good yeah. to chat with you, my friend. What magnificent All Blacks George Smith and Michael Hooper would have made it on that note. Over and out. Rex Today. With NetSpeed, keeping the country connected. Rex Today on your Friday. We're running a farm, as we know, is complex when it comes to the business side of things. ASB has your back. And here at Today FM, we've teamed up with ASB and industry experts to bring you the ASB Rural Insights webinar series. Practical insights and tips you'll actually want to use to help build a more sustainable rural business. Next Wednesday, June the 1st, join us for the second in the ASB Rural Insights webinar series, this time focusing on environmental sustainability. You can hear from uh, panel members as we discuss managing and mitigating gaining the risks of climate change, getting a plan in place and examples on what some farmers are doing using technology now to assist. And uh, you can hear these experts who know their stuff inside and out and it's a great way to get you thinking seriously about your business and a more sustainable future. So register today for the ASB Rural Insights webinar series at asb.co.nz slash rural. Shane Bird up next here on Today FM. Rex Today. With NetSpeed. Internet solutions for everyone. And their dog. As the cold rolls out across the country, prices are rolled back on a bunch of everyday needs at Foursquare. Make the most of the price rollback by mashing the most out of some potatoes, picking up some flour to power through some winter baking, or tucking into tuna tucked tightly inside a tasty sammy. Here's to your pocket filling fuller and life a little easier at Foursquare. What'll it be today? Decency's apply, obviously. Few things in farming are certain, but now the Farm Source Certainty Guarantee means great reliable prices are one thing you can be certain of from now right through to the end of October. So you can budget with more certainty and plan with more certainty. Go to nzfarmsource.co.nz slash certainty. With COVID-19 in the community, it's even more important to protect the ones you love so they can keep doing what they love. 
It's important to know that if your tamariki aren't yet immunised and they get COVID-19, they'll need to wait three months before they can get vaccinated. If you have questions, we're here to help you get the answers you need. Call 0800 282926 to chat with someone who can help or to make a booking for your whānau. Looks like KFC's coming in hot and crispy and boneless. Tender boneless chicken in a crispy coating with just enough spice to make you go ah, hot, hot. Ah. KFC's hot and crispy boneless. Now's good. Amazing upsize bed deals. Hi, Team Brownie, Brownie's mattress direct. Pay for selected double bed set today. Get a queen size. Pay for a queen, get a king. Pay for a king, get a super king. Plus we'll throw in up to $700 with a free bedding with every upsize bed set sold. Buy no deposit, 24 months interest free. TC's fees and credit criteria apply. Upsize your new bed only at Brownie's mattress direct. 20 morning side drive, 400 metres up from St Luke's Mall. What's Hadrian? What's in that bucket you're carrying? Golf balls. Where did you find them? Right next to the LG side-by-side fridge freezer over there. Off for a round of golf, are you, John? I sure am, Adrian. I'd hurry up if I were you. Why's that? Because they're not golf balls. Our LG side-by-side fridge freezer has craft ice maker. It makes slow-melting round ice. Oh, I knew that, Adrian. Of course you did. Do you know how much the price is on special? No, I'm playing golf. And then I'm off to make a snowman. Trade Depot works hard to get the best for homeowners. These two just work hard. Sometimes. Leah and Mark on Auckland's Today FM. Rex Today. With NetSpeed. Internet till the cows come home. All right, let's head across the Tasman catch-up with Sydney life coach, former New Zealand farmer, regular on the program, Shane Bird. Shane, how you doing, pal? Good, thanks. Good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. So you've got a change in uh, Prime Minister over in Australia now. Albanese comes in um, and ScoMo's out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that'll happen on Saturday. And he bloody he came in and then jumped on a plane straight off to Japan or something. Oh, right. So he's not even he's not, not there at the moment. No, he's not even here. He's taken <laughs> over the reins and then left us high and dry. <laughs> um Interesting, um, having a look at a lot of the headlines over here. I did a Google News search on New Zealand farming, and it's quite interesting because there's so many negative headlines. Um, you know, I sort of rattled through a few of them uh, to you off here. And uh, look, uh, it, it, it's amazing that um, if you were just a casual observer, uh, you would just think that the industry is in absolute dire straits, given a lot of the headlines. Uh I guess as an as a worker in an industry, if your uh, industry you're working in and representing is getting absolutely slammed all the time, that must be uh, it can't be easy. It's never easy, eh? especially when it's out there in the in the media like that. Um, and if it's just going on and on and on, it's pretty hard to ignore it too. So what do you do? It's kind of well, the first thing is you know we're on the ground as farmers and stuff like that. We're on the ground, so we really know what we're capable of achieving and producing, but. It does come down to really how much of that, um, how much power do we allow to give to those headlines and stuff? Because it it's really comes down to what we're doing, and is, is what we're doing going to produce a long term result that's going to keep us, you know, our head above water, keep us in a solid sort of state where we want to be? Yeah, um, it would just be, uh, look, anecdotally, you get a lot of this as well that people are saying from time to time, especially on social media, I don't know why I bother doing this. You know, every, everybody hates us, which isn't true, but that can be the perception, I guess, sometimes. You're slogging your guts out and you just think that everyone's against you. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a real common one, I guess. Um, why do I do it? When we ask that question, I don't know why I do it. It does come down to our internal why, like what's our purpose of life. Mm. And for a lot of people, I'd say it's because they want to live that lifestyle and they want to live that lifestyle for their family and their kids and stuff. So that's why we do it. It's just all this background noise that's going on in the media and everywhere else that sort of makes it hard to sort of stay focused on what we're doing. But once you focus back on your why, what's the why, what's the internal reasons you're there, what's the lifestyle you want to live, once you focus on that and, and you know, you bring that to your mind every day, then you can actually start looking at, well, if I just switch off from all that background noise, you know, I can actually still live my life and enjoy my life the way that I am here on the farm as well. I guess one of the issues is, um, and I know this for a fact, that uh, what happens is these headlines gain traction in the wider public discourse and there are situations arising where, you know, you might have um, kids going to school and you might be a dairy farming couple and the kids are getting picked on at school because, you know, apparently mum and dad are just like, you know, killing the planet and things like this. And this is real. This this stuff happens. It's not hypothetical at all. So, uh, you know, that takes it away from just the headlines into uh, a, re- a real life situation. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's a real tough situation, right? Because what you've got there is you've got kids kids at school that are misinformed, very much misinformed about what really is happening on the farm. Whereas these these rural kids come to you know the farm kids they go to school and they know what's happening, but they're getting hammered through what other kids have been told from their parents. Mm. So. What, what's the what's the way to handle that? It's a real well, it's a tough one. I think um, maybe if if you could approach schools and even say, look, can we do a farm visit and show these schools, show these these kids, these town kids, what really happens on the farm? You know, arrange in, in a, a situation where they can actually see what really happens. So they get a first-hand experience of what it's like to live on the farm. Yeah, good call. Uh, there is actually um, a, a, a great-